Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. The goal here at the depot is to help you strengthen your own practice of leadership, no matter where you serve. Every episode will give you not only the background theory, but some practical tools that you can use right away. Great Ridge Station is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 1, Episode 18. So, do you know yet what you want to be when you grow up? Man, that seems like a terrible thing to ask kids. But I'm not sure people expect kids to know. I've begun to suspect that adults ask that question, mostly for its entertainment value. The best answer I've ever heard was from a six-year-old boy. When he was asked what he wanted to be when he grew up, his response was immediate. Either an astronaut or a garbage man. So that kid is out of high school and on to college now and probably rethinking his answer with a little bit more intentionality, I guess. We live in an interesting age. For generations, people knew what they would do when they grew up. Typically, it involved joining the family business and carrying on a legacy. I just watched this great documentary. It's called Fulstöcker. And if I describe it, it wouldn't make any sense to you. you got to see it. And my thanks to Liz for bringing it to my attention. But in it, there was a man saying, I'm a fisherman. My father was a fisherman. My grandfather was a fisherman. We have a long history. So guess what you're likely to do if you're born into that family? See, just a handful of years, my father-in-law passed away. And he lived all of his days in the house where he was born. When he got married, his parents moved off the farm and he carried on. That's remarkable stability. Few of us can say that sort of thing today, either about our careers or about putting down roots in one place. See, this was really driven home to me a few years ago when a friend's daughter, this young woman named Tala Azar, wrote the following in her blog. Evidently, it's a quote from Dave Evans. She wrote, 20 years from now, you'll be working on something that doesn't exist today, so how could you possibly have majored in it? Think about it. Most of the jobs tomorrow have yet to be invented. When the iPad came out, it represented a major shift in the world of consumer electronics. It ushered in apps, risk programming, and changes in the way businesses communicate. People feel like that technology has been, has been around forever simply because it is so pervasive. But remember this, the iPad was released in 2010. As I record this, we haven't even had that technology for 10 years. 10 years before that, it was e-commerce. So what a lousy time to ask the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Let me ask this in a more helpful way. What's your career strategy? So let me give you six quick things to keep in mind for managing your own next steps in uncertain times. Here they are, and I'll run through them one at a time uh, with a little bit more detail and clarification. First of all, plan for the unexpected. Prepare faithfully. Give God room to work. Remember that your career is up to you. Keep your skills relevant and Every day is a job interview. So let's get started. First, 
Plan for the unexpected. This one seems obvious, but I want you to turn it around a bit in your head. Your first thought might have been, what's going to happen that I haven't thought of yet? That's a fine strategy, but it's not what I mean here. I mean, make your plans open and flexible enough that you are ready for the unexpected. Things are likely to surprise you, so learn to work with that. Ugh, carp. I feel another sidebar coming on, so this is bonus information. As we gain maturity, experience, and skills at reading context, the unexpected becomes a little bit more predictable. That's a valuable skill to have, but developing it and having it means you have to be willing to make mistakes. Our predictive skills are not perfect, but they can get to be pretty good. Uh, That's the end of my bonus sidebar there. See, for most people, it's better to prepare for turbulence and unpredictability than to try to figure out what's going to happen and make plans on a single probably. The old folks used to say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. The idea here is similar. Expect that things won't go as you planned and plan for that. Well, that leads us really into the next one. Prepare faithfully. When things get difficult or unpredictable, it's easy to go into Machiavelli mode, play politics, and do anything possible to get ahead. There have been a lot of times in my life where I found it was better served by keeping my mouth shut and having the guts to do what needed to be done. Figure out what you need to do and do it. Don't throw anybody under the bus. Just let your work stand on its own. The word nerd version of this is don't cast aspersions. In other words, don't try to get others to think negatively about someone else. That's a really bad advancement strategy. See, preparing faithfully means preparing even if you don't know all the details of what you're preparing for. This goes along with preparing for the unexpected, but the focus here is on your own attitude, your diligence, and your willingness to develop yourself. Not everyone will take that opportunity. Not everyone will prepare. And not everyone will prepare faithfully. That leads us to the next piece. Give God room to work. You know, I've said this before, my career in academia is directly related to my plan to improve myself for my previous career. I really was simply working to be more valuable, refine my skill set, and continue my work in the business world. I went back to school to add depth to my abilities. And I've seen over and over in my life and in the lives of others that when we prepare faithfully, we make room for God to step in. If you would have told me 20 years ago that this is where I would be and this is what I would be doing, I would have told you you were crazy. Clearly, this was God's plan and not mine. So don't make your career plans so inflexible that they cannot adapt when something changes. You know these people. You may even be these people. I'm going to go to work in this job for three years, and then I want to get a promotion, and I'll stay there for two years, and then I want to make a move to another company to add to my skills and deepen my industry experience, and then I'll add a degree to that, and I'll pursue executive leadership, and I should get there by the time I'm 40, and that will give me 10 years of work before I retire to a tropical paradise. May I just say, or not. There's no problem making plans, but the problem with that model is one missed mark. And the whole plan collapses. That leads to crisis thinking 
and it's generally unhealthy for people. See what doors open up. Be surprised. Enjoy the process without having to control it. Give God room to move. Okay, the next one. Your career is up to you. This is one of the things that they don't tell you, but probably should. If you're waiting for something to happen, you're likely to keep waiting. Once in a while, people get lucky. But for most of us, we don't have someone who's willing to grease the skids for us and make career moves easier. There's no one waiting to help us to take the next step and lift us to a whole new level. If you want to climb a mountain, there is no ski lift. Be honest about your career path. Think about where you want to go. And don't expect doors to fly open. Try the doorknobs. Knock. Create some opportunities for yourself. Okay, I don't want to be here dispensing delusional white guy advice. This is hard. And for women and minorities, this is doubly hard. And it's way too easy to get overlooked and discounted. It will be up to you to help others to get beyond that. Pay attention. Get a mentor. Develop your business skills, not just in your technical field, but know how those technical skills connect with the bottom line of your business. For one of my business friends, she saw the glass ceiling. She'd tried to break through it twice and finally moved to a better organization that had a better track record of women in leadership. For people from minority communities, my advice is the same. Build friendships, relationships, mentorship opportunities, and seek out opportunities to excel. You know, social injustices are out there. You deal with that every day. Structural racism is real. And yes, sadly, there are bigoted people everywhere. But thankfully, not everybody. Keep your eyes open for opportunities to show your character, your perseverance, and be willing to step up. You know, Charles Schultz was the creator of the Peanuts cartoon strip, and he did another strip long ago about teenagers. So long ago that I wouldn't have known about it except that my grandfather had one of the books. In a one-panel strip, two young men are standing in front of a church. One says to the other, I raked the leaves, I mowed the lawn, I trimmed the hedges, now I'm cleaning the pastor's glasses. As we manage our own careers, we need to find ways to clean the glasses for people that we want to notice our work. And that leads us to this next piece. Keep your skills relevant. As the business marketplace changes, it's important for us to add new skills and dump old skills that no longer serve us. Know what employers are hiring for. Know what skills are emerging. Know the things that you do that are simply, well, a waste of time. Now, as a program director for a graduate-level academic program, I talk to hiring managers all the time about how they make their hiring decisions and the skills that they hire to. This helps me keep my program fresh and competitive and helps us to better meet the needs of students and the marketplace. But this is good practice for everyone. We've all got friends. Talk to them. Ask who got hired in their area and why. You know, ask them what got them hired or why they hired somebody and who that was, why they made that decision. Now, I'm not talking about people that you work with, although in some cases that might be wise. 
I'm talking about people you know, people in your neighborhood, people in your church, if you go to a trade show, wherever you happen to run into people, talk to them about this. I also recommend read your local business journal. Local business journal. These are regional publications. They come out, you know, somewhere between once a week to once a month, and they focus on businesses in your area. A lot of people avoid them because so much of the content is about congratulations to Ms. Whoever on her promotion. Yes, there's a lot of self-congratulation. But read between the lines. It gives you a great idea which companies promote from within, who they're promoting, and how people make successful career moves. It will help you figure out which skills you need to develop, which skills you need to dump, and provide some hints about how to move forward, who's hiring. Now, I think the local business journals are the single best resource for understanding your local employment market. Yes, there are plenty of internet tools, and some of them are fantastic. But from the local perspective, old school still seems to work best. And if someone gets promoted in a place you'd like to work, track them down on LinkedIn, send them a short note of congratulations, introduce yourself, and ask for a connection. I'm an introvert, and even I can do that. Finally, the last item. This one comes from my wife, and yes, I ask permission to share it here. Uh, she said it's probably not original with her, but she doesn't remember. <laughs> she said this many times. Every day is a job interview. People all around are watching you to see what you're really like, if you can be trusted, and if you are the sort of person that they would like to work with. This means a lot of things. You don't know where you might meet your next boss. What if your current colleague leaves for another company and winds up hiring for a position that you'd really like? Would your colleague hire you? I know of one firm that will never hire anyone unless they serve an internship at that company. That is the one door in. And it lets them weed out the people who don't understand that every day is a job interview. Back in my consulting days, I kept a running list of consultants that I would not work with again. There were not many. There were about seven, if memory serves, but they were the people that I would not have on my team. Nobody knew I kept that list, but for a couple of them, their bad behavior cost them work. It's not always easy to remember, but you really are responsible for your own career. Here again are the principles that you have to keep in mind if you want to really be able to thrive and manage your own career effectively. Plan for the unexpected. Prepare faithfully. Give God room to work. Managing your career is up to you. Keep your skills relevant. And every day is a job interview. Hey, if Great Ridge Station is helpful, follow me on Twitter at LJ Helgerson, and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Ask them to subscribe. Give us a good recommendation, maybe even a comment. Now, if you're with a business looking to provide some developmental seminars for your employees, we can do that. Any of the topics covered on Great Ridge Station can be turned into interactive seminar sessions, and we can customize them for your business, your industry, and the opportunities that you face. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. 
As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. Consider what you've learned and what strategies and practices you can implement right now. If you have leadership questions that you'd like us to address, we'd love to hear from you, and you can find the questions link on our show page. We can't answer everything, but we'll watch for themes and big-picture questions and get to as many as we can. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. Limited opportunities are available for supporting sponsorships. Contact information is available on our show page. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. Bye-bye.